Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 110. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, you asked for it and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published, all four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Okay, let's get started. I am simply delighted to introduce my guest today, Laura Wage. Laura, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. All right, I love that. For more than a decade, Laura served as a sales manager, consultant, trainer, facilitator, and presenter in the technology field. During that time, she worked with thousands of businesses of varying sizes, helping them to design better business practices, increase their revenues, and create a heightened customer experience. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Laura, but take a minute, tell us about yourself. We want to know you personally, and then tell us a little bit about your business. Absolutely. So, John, it was kind of interesting. I had the traditional corporate America background. And I spent, um, you know, a decade, like you said, in the sales sector. But before that, I had spent another decade uh, on the consumer side. And what was interesting was that after 20 years total of being in corporate America, working for public companies, what I realized was that I felt like a slave to my job. I felt like I was missing out on on things that I was supposed to be doing. I felt like there was something in me and I just didn't know how to get it out. And in 2009, I finally hit a brick wall. I said enough was enough. And I made the transition from employee to entrepreneur. But what was really interesting for me in my journey is that that gift that I had that I couldn't figure out how to let it out, it finally found its own path when my love for marketing and my love for technology completely collided. And I realized I could be an online entrepreneur, still achieve greatness, do things that truly helped people, but do it in a way that was customized both for me and for my role as a single parent. So it's been a really awesome journey. That sounds like an awesome journey, Laura, and you really painted such a great picture that even before we go into our first topic, which is a success quote, can you just take a minute or two and just take us down to the ground level of that exact transition period where you left corporate America and you started this new venture? Really take us down and explain to us what that was like. I guess you could say a ball of emotions. It was fueled by the fact that Um, In 2009, when I left corporate America, I had had a huge aha moment where I was supposed to be in Atlanta, which is where I live at the moment. I was supposed to be in Atlanta for my daughter's school play that night. And it was a typical workday for me. I was starting my day off in Washington, D.C. on uh, a few business calls. 
And being in sales, I was personally responsible for a $40 million a year quota. Now, I had a lot of people on my team to help me hit that. But the ownership of that responsibility was very, very heavy. And I made a bad choice. And I cut things way too close. And bad weather then got in the way. And next thing you know, I miss my flight to make it back on time for my daughter's play. And to be honest, it wasn't like I just missed a play. It was her third and final year in drama in middle school. And I had never seen a single one of her plays because I always felt like I was a slave to my quota. And I never felt like I was in a position not to keep my work priorities front and center. So at the point that I missed that play and I actually got to Atlanta and got to the school just as the play was ending. So my daughter looked up, saw me coming in as she was taking her final bow, knew that I had missed it. And that was my lowest moment. And it was the very next day that I actually quit my job and said, okay, I got to figure out a new life. Um, I'm not opposed to hard work. That's not what it was. I, I was working 80 hours a week. I was traveling 50 weeks out of the year. It wasn't the hard work that was bothersome for me. It was the time away from my daughter. After that, what I did is I took some time to figure out what was important to me and what did I want to achieve. That actually included a three and a half week trip to Europe with my daughter so we could have some time to connect. And I spent a lot of time studying, figuring out what my passions were, figuring out what it is that I really wanted to do, and most importantly, getting to the point where I realized that I only wanted to do things that truly helped other people. So it was a lot of studying, a lot of soul searching, a lot of digging. Um, And then once I discovered that online entrepreneurship was really what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be, then it was a matter of, okay, how do I get down in the trenches and discover what does online entrepreneurship mean to me? Because it's a very broad topic, as you know. That definitely is, Laura. And that was such a real story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And again, we're going to delve more into exactly what that starting transition looks like and more into exactly what you're doing right now. But before we do, before too much time goes by, Let's really get Fire Nation pumped up with a motivational quote that you just love, that you feel like resonates so well with your life and your mentality. Absolutely. So this is not only my favorite quote, it's actually what I call my life quote. It's what I gauge every decision, both business and personal, on. Um, And the quote is by Maya Angelou, and it says, when you learn, teach, when you get, give. And That really encompasses how I live my life these days. I teach everything that I learn um, so that I'm living it, I'm practicing it, I'm helping others to achieve the same. And then I am always in a state of giving back out of appreciation for everything that I've received and everything that I get as a result of my life. Wow, that is just a great quote for so many reasons. Take us down to the ground level. How have you applied this specific quote to your current business? You know, one of the things that I learned very, very early on um, in my career was that the best way to become proficient at something was to always be teaching it as you go. And whether that's a formal level of teaching, 
um, whether it's, you know, coaching and helping to direct somebody, or even if it's just volunteer work to hone your skills. So I am always looking for new ways that I can teach my skill set to others. And I think Stephen Covey was one of the ones who said it best. It's always about sharpening your saw. And for me, teaching what I learn helps me to always keep my skill set as sharp and as ahead of the curve as possible. And then, you know, the other side to that, and this is something that I not only have instilled in myself, but I try to also, you know, instill this in my daughter and make sure that it's a part of everybody I come into contact with is looking at how we can give back in relationship to what we get. So I'm actually working on a pretty exciting joint venture right now. And that's been our guiding principle in the joint venture is how can we make sure that what we're putting together is going to give people everything that they need to achieve a certain level of success. So it's always about going above and beyond when I look at what that quote means to me in my life. I love that. And Laura, you've already shared with us a moment of despair that you've had and what you did to rectify that despair. You've already shared with us an aha moment that you've had. But as an entrepreneur, your journey is filled with aha moments and with failures and with challenges. That's what we're going to move into right now. We're going to move into a failure or a challenge that you've experienced in your life, in your journey as an entrepreneur. Take us back to that time when you failed or when you came against an obstacle that you had to overcome and share with us how you overcame that obstacle. You know, it's a great question, John. And ironically, I think that the biggest obstacle has actually been growth. Um, Being able to balance growth and the workload that comes around with it, with the finances to bring additional people on, um, it's like a very you know, fine line that you're walking and figuring out the perfect equation to be able to balance that growth was definitely one of the biggest challenges that I face. And it was the sort of thing when it first started happening where I was like, you know, taking a step back, evaluating what was going on with my business and quickly realizing that if I wanted to continue to grow, I couldn't continue to do it on my own. And, you know, it it required me to deal with a lot of personal issues at that point because I'll be the first to admit that I'm a control freak. And, you know, that's why I was always in management positions. That's why I wanted to start my own gig. Um, And as a control freak, it was very difficult for me to bring people on because it was a little bit different. When I worked for corporate America, it was their brand and their reputation. But being my own brand, I felt such a tighter level of control towards everything that I really had to work through um, my control issues and putting myself into a position of success so that I could bring people on and could continue to grow. So, you know, I I think that um, in all the different conversations that I've had with entrepreneurs and all the the different people that I've spoke with, um, growth was never something I was warned about, at least not from this perspective. But it's definitely been the biggest challenge that I've had to face at all different levels. So trading time for money is something that entrepreneurs soon find out is not a worthy venture. And being able to leverage your time and actually scale your business is so important as entrepreneurs. How have you done that, Laura? 
It's, again, a great, great question. You know, I had to do it in stages like most entrepreneurs probably do. In the beginning when I was just getting started, I didn't necessarily have uh, the income to say, okay, I'm going to bring on full-time people. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So what I wound up doing was incrementally assessing what I could outtask initially. So I'll give you an example. Um, Transcribing. Transcribing is not a good use of my time. It's definitely when I look at what my hourly wage is and what I bring in on consulting and on online businesses and everything else per hour, doing my own transcription was a waste of my time. So I started with with tasks like that that I could literally outtask and find somebody to do those tasks, not that I was hiring that person full time, but that I would use them for specific tasks tasks when needed to free up my time. So that was the first step. And then as I hit a new level, outtasking turned into outsourcing where I had more regular people that were um, a part of my team, but not necessarily working for me. And then the next level as I continued to grow and continued to leverage my time, which increased my income. Then I finally got into a position of being able to bring on a full-time employee. That is really great description. And just to get a little personal here with Fire Nation, for myself, I found I fell into the same exact situation. For me, I knew that I wanted transcriptions of my podcast. It's very valuable for people that prefer to read or maybe for people that are deaf or hard of hearing or just for SEO purposes. There's a lot of reasons that are great to have transcriptions of podcasts. But doing five podcasts a week each podcast being about 30 minutes, I couldn't personally sit down and transcribe every single podcast. That would be all that I would be doing. So one of my first tasks was to outtask that project and bring on an independent contractor that was going to do that for me. And that was just such a better use of my time. And I used Odesk to find that person. What resources did you use, Laura, to actually bring in your initial outtaskers? Um, you know, this might sound a little funny, but I'll tell you some of them that I found I still use. Uh, I actually went to Fiverr.com when I first got started. And I'm sure you're familiar with it, but every task on there is $5. And I found, um, as an example, when I first got started, I found a transcriptionist on Fiverr. She does, um, at that point in time, she did, it was $5 for 10 minutes of transcriptions. And she is phenomenal. And I still use her to this day. Um, When I first started using her, you know, two and a half, three years ago, it was for smaller jobs, not as many in a week. Now I probably have about 10 hours a week of transcriptions that she does for me. Um, So she's been able to grow with me as my business has grown. And that has been a phenomenal fit. Um, And then I've also actually placed ads in Philippine newspapers Um, When I've looked for a certain type of employee that can do a lot of the uh, redundant tasks. Um, And I've used Odesk as well to find technical people. Very cool. I'm a huge fan of Fiverr. I use them for logos, for voiceovers, for little pencil videos. I mean, you name it, people on Fiverr can do it. And the great thing about Fiverr is that they're very entrepreneurial people. I mean, yeah, they're willing to do tasks for $5, but they have real businesses running and they are just producing quantity and quality at the same time. I personally love Fiverr and I definitely do endorse it. 
So let's move on now to the next topic. You've already shared with us a great aha moment that you have had. But again, as entrepreneurs, we have multiple aha moments, usually every single day on some small levels that are inspiring us, that are moving us forward, that are allowing us to pivot in different directions with our business. Share with us an aha moment that you've had in your journey that you really felt resonated extremely well with your customers, with your clients. Yeah, you know, I think you just hit the nail on the head and that's that we have a series of aha moments. They're always kind of popping up almost on a daily basis. And I have actually kept a journal of what I call milestones, but it's the same thing. They are my aha moments. Um, Some of the things in there were the first time I had a $10,000 month from online sales. Another one in there is the first time that I hit $50,000 in total combined revenue generated from a single product. Um, I think for me, one of the most recent that was an aha moment because it really had to do with my mindset was I um, at a recent Ryan Lee event, which is how you and I were connected through Ryan Lee. But at, at a recent Ryan Lee event, I was one of the speakers, as was Damon John from the Shark Tank. And as luck would have it, I wound up alone in a room with Damon John for about 45 minutes to an hour where we talked about everything under the sun from our teenage kids to Shark Tank to upcoming events um, that he has. And there was a new project that he was working on. It's called Mobley. It's a new, uh, it's kind of like an Instagram meets YouTube. And I am known for my expertise and my experience with Pinterest. And he and I started having this conversation and there were a lot of things that Pinterest does, and my experience with Pinterest allowed me to share with him to help him improve Mobley. Now, to me, I just thought that that was me sharing information because that's what I do. To him, it was, wow, she really knows her stuff, and she really has the goods to be able to help us take this to the next level. So he then put me in contact with Shark Branding. He set everything up. I wound up having a couple of consultation calls with them. So the aha moment for me in that was that I really know my stuff and I really know it well. And the reason that was an aha is because I don't always give myself credit for what I know. And it's interesting because I I coach and consult with a lot of big business owners, and then a lot of solopreneurs. And I find that that's such a common thread, that we can't see the forest for the trees, and that we don't give our own skill set and our own knowledge base the credit that it often deserves. So that was a huge aha for me recently, because it, it just made me recognize what I have to give other people and that that gift is very valuable. That is such a powerful aha moment. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I love how you were touching upon these different milestones that you hit as an entrepreneur. And that's so important during the journey of an entrepreneur to really hit these milestones and to really appreciate and enjoy the achievement that you've done thus far. It's part of the journey. On that note, have you had a definitive I've made it moment? Huh, you know, I think I've had a lot of definitive I made it moments. I think each time what it is, is that I made it to another level. 
So my goals have gotten bigger each time. And and maybe as I'm kind of thinking in it in my head, maybe part of it is that I don't have a personal belief that I ever arrive. I feel like it's always an ongoing journey. So every time I hit a new milestone, then it's like, wow, okay, that's the goal. Awesome. Let's create a new one. So as an example, right now on the wall in my office in front of me, I am looking at what looks like a thermometer where my daughter and I drew out, you know, the where you color until you get to your goal. And my goal right now is I have a particular product that's out that's got a lot of different components to it, but it's to reach $100,000 in sales with in total revenue generated with this product. Um, and then the, the sort of the shoot off of that is to help others add a, a combined total of 100,000 people to their lists by using this product. So it's always milestone goals. And with each one of them, I feel like I've arrived. Okay, now let's move on. What's the next goal? Awesome. And can you share with Fire Nation exactly what this product is? Yeah, absolutely. This one that I've had the most fun with recently, it's called Perfecting Pinterest. And when Pinterest first came out, I realized relatively quickly, um, and actually almost by accident, of the potential that it had. Now, Pinterest has gone through a lot of evolution, and it's continuing to change almost daily. But when they first released, it was all do-follow links, which, you know, from an SEO perspective is huge. And their page rank continued to grow and grow and grow. They're now a page rank of eight. So from an SEO perspective, Pinterest is amazing. From a targeted list building perspective, it's amazing. Um, And if you have a business where your demographic is on Pinterest, then from a sales perspective, it can be phenomenal. So I have had just a tremendous amount of success. Um, I'm actually consulting with major companies going in, helping them build Pinterest marketing campaigns, helping them launch Pinterest contests. Then I've got an online um, Pinterest tutorial system, a 12-module video learning system as well. That's at perfectingpinterest.com. So it's just been a lot of fun because when I understood the value of Pinterest, that was just one step. Then when I started looking at how it could help the solopreneur, how could it help the large business, how could it help the small business, it, it grew legs from there and it continued to grow and expand. And, you know, I think, John, if I would share one thing that I see um, my clients sometimes do, and these are clients, I'm talking about the clients that I help to launch online businesses and get into online entrepreneurship, I often find that what they unfortunately do is create a product, abandon it, and move on to something else. Even though that product may have legs and they could go into several different markets and put several different twists and become the expert for that particular product, market, or niche. So definitely focusing in on something can make a huge, huge difference on how you can achieve greater levels of success. That's really exciting stuff. I mean, that's one challenge that I'm currently having as a business owner with Entrepreneur on Fire and a lot of Fire Nation is having as well because I get emails all the time from listeners saying, John, I get Facebook, I'm integrating it, I get Google+, I get LinkedIn, 
but I don't get Pinterest and I'm actually in the same boat. So I am not able to give them a lot of assistance. And I've just created this awesome service, this great product called podplatform.com, which is just this perfect way for someone to send my team an MP3, a recording that they want to be turned into a podcast. And we literally do the rest. We do it all. And to me, that seems like that'd be something that would be really spreadable on Pinterest, but I just don't know how to do it. So it's just a great example of how bringing people like you on to the show, Laura, and explaining these values and products and services that you have is really exciting. So thank you for doing that. I would love to know what your vision for the future of Laura Wage is. Well, I actually, as I mentioned earlier, I um, I have a, a pretty amazing joint venture that I am working on right now. Um, I can't tell a lot about it yet because of where we're at with it. But um, we have our planning committee meeting on December 10th to set some dates for events for next year. And basically the whole premise of this is to help more people become successful online entrepreneurs. Um, Because like you said, you know, you know that there's a need, you know how to put it together. You're just not sure how to globally take it to a next level. And there's a lot of people that are in that same boat. So this um, this is a joint venture project with uh, a couple of other people who share the same life principle that I do, who also believe that it's about helping others. And when you help others, you naturally help yourself. Um, and we all have made a commitment to this being fun because who said that making money has to be a drag? We you yeah. know, I've, I've been very, very fortunate to surround myself with a group of very, very successful people that all live with the same mentality that life is amazing, making money is fun, helping other people is fun, and we can create a business model where all of that comes together. So that's my big project for 2013, and I am so excited about it. Man, that is a great vision. I'm excited about it too. That is awesome stuff, Laura. And we're going to use that great energy to move into my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Perfect. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think initially it was mindset. I didn't believe that I was smart enough, skilled enough, Um, you know, I believed at that point in time that I just wasn't there yet. And it was a a complete misconception on my part, but that was definitely what held me back initially was my mindset. What is the best business advice you ever received? Ooh, I once had a boss that, um, I asked her, I was being offered a promotion and I asked her, do you think I should take it? Because there were only three women in this company in managerial positions. So at first I asked her, do you think I should take it? And at second, I asked her, what would be your advice to me? She said, absolutely take it. She said, but here's the best advice I can give you. Always hire people that you believe have more skill and more talent than you. Most people do just the opposite because they want to continue to be above the rest. They want to train and teach the rest. But when you hire people with more skill and more talent than you, it only helps you rise to the top. And I think that's the best piece of business advice I've ever received in my life. Wow. It's obviously working for you. And on that note, what is something that's working for you or your business right now? Oh, that's easy. That's Pinterest. 
I can't even begin to, like we could do a three-hour call just on how I've been able to leverage that in my business and as a business model, and it's absolutely amazing. Okay, let's start that three-hour call right now. <laughs> Perfect, go. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? I do. I have several, but I think one of my favorite right now is probably Vocaroo. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's V-O-C-A-R-O-O, vocaroo.com. And what Vocaroo allows you to do is basically just on screen, it's just an application. You don't have to download it. You go to their site, you click the record button, you can record yourself. Then once you've finished, you can either download it as a MP3 or a WAV file um, you can leave it hosted on their server and just send out a link to it. Or one of my favorite uses, you can actually right there from the screen, convert it to a QR code and then leverage the QR code in your marketing. It's, it's a brilliant application, but it is so simplistic. It's just, it's great. Wow. Does it actually record your screen or is it just audio? It's just audio. That's great stuff. I mean, that is something that I could leverage completely with podplatform.com because that's an example of where people can just go, record their audio, it immediately transfers to an MP3, they send it to Pod Platform, and then we just do the rest to get it out to the podcasting world. Wow. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Laura. What book would you recommend to Fire Nation? You know, this is a book I read every single year at this time. I'm reading it right now. I started on the plane back from Thanksgiving, and it's Og Mandino's University of Success. Now, the reason that I read this book goes back to, I think, one of the first questions you asked me, what was the number one thing that held me back and its mindset? So this book, University of Success, just reminds me of the success principles that got me to this point and that continue to drive my growth and my development. So it's one of my annual reads, and it is one of the best books that I have ever purchased in my life. Awesome. We will link all this up in the show notes. So Laura, imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody. You still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Ooh, well, first I'd have a lot of fun with it. Um, I would do some research and I would choose a new niche. I would very quickly create a $7 product. Um, the reason behind the $7 product is that it's purchased. So you know you're creating a buyer's list, but it's not so large that people wouldn't buy. And then I would start to drive traffic to it and build a list. Um, you know, the, the, the future of a business in my belief, and especially in online entrepreneurship is in the list. So if you can quickly start to build a list, quickly start to reestablish yourself in a new niche then it just gives you everything that you need to be successful. Awesome, actionable advice, Laura. And you've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Sounds great. Thanks so much, John. You know, I think my, my parting piece of guidance would just be 
find what it is that motivates you, find what your life quote is, and then live your business and your life according to that quote. When you do, everything else falls into place. Now, if you want to learn more about my Pinterest product, you can go to perfectingpinterest.com. It's got um, a great blog on there with new content continually with all the latest, greatest changes of Pinterest. So it's perfectingpinterest.com and you can learn a lot more about Pinterest in general and the product as well. Laura, thank you so much for being generous with your time, experience, and expertise. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Okay, Fire Nation, are you inspired enough to start your entrepreneurial journey? I've created a free step-by-step video that will walk you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com blue to find out more and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.